I'm Laura Herberg, and this is Curiosity, where listeners ask questions about Detroit and the region. No matter which way you want to get to downtown Detroit from the suburbs, you're bound to cross Outer Drive. The boulevard intersects several freeways as it stretches from one side of the city to the other and into the downriver area. But listener Gretchen White of Gross Point wants to know why the long roadway is interrupted in parts. Well, I wondered what the thought was behind Outer Drive. It doesn't seem like it's ever been completed. I wonder if there is any plan to actually complete Outer Drive or if it will just continue to be a confusing street. WDET's Pat Batchelor picks up the story from here. Gretchen's referring to the many twists and turns Outer Drive takes, going in every direction, and the fact that it's not one continuous road. So I asked Jamon Jordan to help straighten things out. He's Detroit City historian. He says the planning for Outer Drive started over a century ago. So the idea comes from a committee that was created by the mayor of the city of Detroit in 1918. That mayor, Oscar Marx, formed a committee to explore the development of a scenic boulevard in response to the growing number of cars and Detroit's emerging car culture. Jordan says Outer Drive was supposed to form a ring around the city's outskirts. It was a relatively new design concept at the time, and other cities were building similar streets around their edges. In 1917, work had already started on an outer road following the borders of Wayne County, about 120 miles long. Detroit's Outer Drive ended up being much shorter, a little over 40 miles, starting at Mack Avenue on the east side. That's where I met our curious listener, Gretchen White. We're going to take a ride from one end of Outer Drive to the other. As we climb into my car, Gretchen produces a map. I will not be looking at the map while you're driving. And you won't be looking at the map while you're driving either. (laughs) No, I better be keeping my eyes on the road. The first leg of our trip takes us from back through several east side neighborhoods, passing dozens of houses of various styles and sizes. As you drive past these homes, the the brick fronts and the the doors um, are just, they're beautiful. The landscape turns from residential to commercial as we approach Connor Street, where East Outer Drive pauses. A right turn and a short trip past City Airport takes us back to Outer Drive. Historian Jamon Jordan says to connect sections of the boulevard, planners sometimes had to use existing streets. So it's merging with these other streets so that it can be done more quickly because it's a long process. It's 44 miles long. And so to do this thing and create all new roads, all new streets would have taken much longer. Outer Drive's builders also ran into roadblocks put up by wealthy homeowners who didn't want it going through their neighborhoods. That's one reason why East Outer Drive ends at DeQuinder instead of continuing to Woodward. Jamon Jordan says homeowners near Palmer Park wanted no part of Outer Drive, fearing it would hurt the property values. They fought the city and won. The Palmer Woods Homeowners Association believed that the way to come into Palmer Woods was because you're coming there because you live there. Not, it's not a place you go through. Instead, you have to go around using different roads to reach Livernois, where West Outer Drive begins and our driving journey continues. Right away, Gretchen White notices how different the neighborhoods appear compared to East Outer Drive. My houses look a little more modern. I'm seeing more ranches, which I don't think are as um, 40s era. 
One of the first more modern homes we pass is a tan brick ranch that once belonged to Motown founder Barry Gordy, then later recording artist Marvin Gaye. Jamon Jordan says, as more people migrated from the South to Detroit, Outer Drive became a destination for the black middle class. For a long time, because of housing discrimination, African-Americans could not move into certain neighborhoods in the city of Detroit. And then later, they couldn't move outside of the city of Detroit. They couldn't move into the predominantly in all-white suburbs that surround the city of Detroit. Many middle and upper-class African-Americans would try to get a house near and on Outer Drive. In some cases, black residents who bought homes on Outer Drive passed them on to their children. Angelica Bright's parents purchased a two-story house on West Outer Drive near McNichols in 1985 that she now owns. Bright remembers playing in the yard as a teenager and feeling like part of a close-knit community. Because it was like family, like everybody knew, like your neighbors, like you were at your neighbor's house, your neighbors were at your house, different things like that, and everybody communicated with each other. Like, it was okay to talk to your neighbor. It was okay to say hello. It was okay to kind of like be in their business a little bit. You know, like, hey, I saw somebody strange in your driveway or at your house or something like that. Bright says the neighborhood has lost some of that feeling over time, but she has no plans to move. She owns an accessory store nearby, and her house is about two miles north of Rouge Park, where West Outer Drive leaves the city and crosses into Dearborn Heights. Gretchen White notices more changes as we continue through Dearborn, Melvindale, and Lincoln Park. It doesn't feel as urban here as it did, you know, when we were maybe on um, East Outer Drive and in parts of the early part of West Outer Drive. Throughout the trip, Gretchen notes the variety of homes we've seen, including the one-story brick house her parents owned on East Outer Drive. Producer Nia Harris and I stopped there with her to see if it jogs any memories. Did you want to take a photo in front of it? Oh, well, we could. All right, I'll let you guys get out. Okay. Gretchen's parents bought the house in 1940 and sold it many years later when she was just a very little girl. And by the time I came along, they had outgrown the house. That's when we left. So I, I don't have any memories of that house. But she does remember her mother talking about this road many times. As we reach the end of Outer Drive at West Jefferson Avenue in Ecorse, two hours after we started, Gretchen says she's grateful for the ride. Thank you, number one, for um, chauffeuring me around this entire loop, but so, uh, saw definitely a part of the Detroit metropolitan area that I wasn't familiar with, and I uh, found it very interesting to, to follow the path. Do you feel like we've answered your questions? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think there is a way to get to a variety of areas by taking Outer Drive, as my mother said. So just get on Outer Drive. And when you do, enjoy the trip, because it's going to be a long one. That was WDET's Pat Batchelor. Coming up, we're going to hear more of Pat's interview with Outer Drive resident Angelica Bright. That's after this short break. Angelica Bright was 15 in the 1980s when her parents bought a house on West Outer Drive near McNichols. As we heard her tell Pat earlier, neighbors talked to each other and felt like family. But in her extended interview, Angelica tells Pat that it's not really like that anymore. I know my neighbors, right, because I've been here so long. But when new neighbors move in, it's kind of like they're in a silo, like they're in a world all to themselves. Why do you think that is? 
life makes it that way. Like life makes it where everybody stays to themselves. Like mind your own business. Um, you just, I, I don't, it's, it's the change of times. Like you can't really explain why it's like, because growing up on this block, it was mostly police officers and city workers and people that worked in the city of Detroit and um, Thomas Hearns and, you know, um, different people like that, like living up and down Outer Drive. So Outer Drive was known for people kind of like you kind of want to say people that had some money. Right. Um, that's what you would look at because it's like you're in the big houses. You go over one block and then you got small houses. So and that's all the way around, wrapping from the east side to the west side, going all the way. It used to be even like when the cops or the EMS were riding down the street at nighttime, they couldn't have their sirens on, on out of drive. It was just a thing. Like they didn't have their sirens. You can see them, but you couldn't. They didn't have the noise. It wasn't noise going around on out of drive, I guess, because it's more of a county road than it is a city road. I mean, I know that uh, you know your neighbors, uh, and uh, there's you mentioned it's it doesn't feel as much like family as it used to. But do you feel comfortable? Do you feel safe? For the most part, but no, not so much. <laughs> I mean, it's Detroit all the way around. I don't care which which side of the street you live on and everything like that, because you got to remember, like you had seniors that lived here and then they moved out and then somebody else moved in or they sold and somebody else bought in and came in. So as far as being safe, no, I watch over my back just like everybody else going. And even when you're in a bigger house, you got a big backyard. So it's more of a place for somebody to be. Like we had somebody like uh, probably I'll say about three months ago, like right here with her car parked right here. And for whatever reason, I woke up and then she woke up. She just happened to be downstairs, but her parents were there asleep and two guys were trying to break in. Right. And we seen them later on the cameras because I got cameras. She got cameras. So we were able to see which direction they came from. She thought they were coming from my way. They actually came from her way based on the camera. So came around, tried to walk past, came to my house and then went. So no, it's not safe. It's not safe anywhere. You just always have to, you know, you, you got to say a prayer and, and keep going at the end of the day. I don't fear for my safety, but I'm cautious with being safe and making sure that I'm doing things that keep me and my family safe. So it's a little bit different, like I said, because it used to be where my mom is a retired cop, right? So it used to be where there were cops and everything. So you knew which street not to go on as a criminal. You knew don't go on out of drive because you already know what you might, you know, face up against. But now you don't know what you're going to get. You don't, you don't know who's in the house and people watch, you know, just like they were watching her car. They had to be watching from further down the street because they weren't watching from right here. You're still here. As you mentioned, you're not fearful, uh, just cautious, but, uh, you know, it, it, it just feels like the pull of this house that you've known for almost 40 years, this is where you still want to be. This is home. I love my city. I love Detroit. I, I've been here all my life. Mine is a couple that I lived in California, but other than that, I've been here all my life. And I can't see myself living anyplace. So if I, I've looked at a couple other places, you know, and it's like, there's no place like home, like despite the fear, despite the things that are going, I, like I said, I don't live in fear, but there's things that you should be careful and cautious about. You're not going to walk up and down the street, you know, at two o'clock in the morning with your jury and your diamonds and things. That's just common sense. But at the end of the day, I love my city and, and I wouldn't, I, I don't want to trade it. When your mom bought the house, 1985, I think you said, uh, where, where had she been before? In Detroit, over off of Schoolcraft near Schoolcraft and Grand River-ish between Greenfield and Schaefer. 
Outer Drive, many, many years ago, uh, was an aspirational place, especially for black Detroiters uh, to, you know, this this would be... This would be, I made it. I made made it like this in the city of Detroit, going around Outer Drive, because people took care of their homes. They took care of their property. They they took pride in it. You you didn't see the dilapidation that you might have seen in other areas and stuff like that. Like I said, you can just go one block over either way, and then you see something totally different. But being on Outer Drive, it's like it's known that people it's like dow houses right people take care of the dow houses everything is neatly put in you know its particular place and different things like that so that would be accurate very accurate if one child living here do you hope maybe uh the youngest will want to will want to stay here so you can continue i would love for her to do that but i also have 15 grandchildren that might one might one or two might choose like hey hey we're going to grandma's house you know that type of thing so yeah would love to keep it as legacy would love to keep it as generational wealth and a blessing, yes. It's great that you have grandkids. When they come here, we go outside, we fly kites, we run up and down the street, we ride bikes, we do things like that. Yes, it, there is no, we're going in to watch video games at grandma's house. See, no, see, TVs? I, I just now noticed that. There's not a TV to be seen. That's not on the main floor, no. So, no, we go outside and we have fun. That was Outer Drive resident Angelica Bright speaking to WDET's Pat Batchelor. You've been listening to Curiosity, a production of 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station. We are a nonprofit public radio station that runs primarily off donations from listeners like you. I'm Laura Herberg, the executive producer and editor of this show. I want to thank Gretchen White for asking her question about Outer Drive. Mastering for this episode was done by Connor Anderson. Our music is by Will Sessions. Thanks to WDET podcast manager David Lyons for production support. WDET's digital team is Dave Kim, Jenny Sherman, and Sophia Joswiak. Curiosity is driven by your questions. If there's something that you're curious about related to Detroit, please ask about it at WDET.org curious, and you might have your question answered in a future episode.